0: Alright, 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 here we are, first episode of what I hope will be a podcast that I continue to do uh, for quite some time. Uh, I've been challenged by a good friend, of Namburi, who is a well-known figure in the tech space, and he has challenged me to at least do a 10-minute podcast today, which, I, uh, which is far more doable for me, and something... I've always wanted to do, Um, but I would like to make this a more habitual process, and what I'll be talking about today is a number of things I've learned, uh, particularly in the last week, Uh, the focus or the umbrella for all of this being communication, and that communication is key, something that a lot of us uh, know, uh, inherently, I would imagine, and and practice, Uh, but in my Experience um, working at Amnesty International in Australia as a major donor, fundraising philanthropy manager, um, and previously a recruitment consultant. Um, communication is everything, and it's certainly uh, the difference between um, persuasion, uh, having a positive outcome for all. Um, and then things falling flat and not going the way that either party wants them to go. It's very important, uh, not only professionally but personally, and I think that's a bit of a given. So a few things that I wanted to reflect on from last week um, that I've bookmarked in my mind, um, and I've kept them. It was quite a busy week. Firstly, the thing that stands out is uh, speaking at um, an Assange, Julian Assange event in Tasmania. So I'm here in Sydney. Um, But with a few hours notice, got called up. Uh, Unfortunately, a colleague uh, was a little bit sick and I I filled in. And this was organized by uh, a couple of senators, Andrew Wilkie, Peter Wish Wilson, doing great work and have been for a while uh, on raising awareness of uh, the treatment of Julian Assange, the double standards, the implications it has for all of us, not only in Australia, but around the world. And I've been doing the same through Amnesty. Um, in my own capacity with with other passionate people and and, uh, working together to try and achieve the same end and and hopefully stop him being extradited, Um, verdict being January 4th next year. So we're doing whatever we can between now and then and uh, linking back to communication. Uh, I realised how important it was doing this talk. It was quite a full house. Uh, I was over Zoom, so I couldn't really see how many people were there at the time, but did, did hear and, and see afterwards. Um, and uh, and and the the biggest thing with these sort of conversations, I noticed, was um, how easily they can become disheartening. How easily people can focus on the negatives, I suppose. And not necessarily grounding every conversation in optimism. And I'm a big believer in optimism. I would consider myself a roptimist. Uh, so that's probably a term that I don't think many people would have used, but it wouldn't, if, if, wouldn't be surprised if it has been established already, I define it as being a realist optimist. So there's absolute benefit in being a realist, but being a realist with pure optimism, complementing it is very powerful and a good habit to start developing and I've actively tried to do that more in the last, I would say, couple of years. And I certainly feel the effects, um, not only for myself, for people around me. And I think framing the numerous amounts of uh, tough, difficult situations or scenarios um, taking place with the Assange case is very easy. But actually focusing on, let's be positive, Let's be optimistic because then you're automatically, your juices, your optimism, your optimism juices are naturally flowing. You're thinking about solutions, creativity, you know, bringing people along with you, uh, solving problems, hope. It's doable rather than, nah, probably wouldn't work. It's, there's always a way to make it work. There's always a way. Even if it's harder and even if you don't truly get there, at least you're a lot closer than you would have been. Um... So, yeah, the takeaway from this talk was um, I wanted to end on an optimistic note and I did mention that we've seen such a big sentiment shift in the last year, uh, particularly uh, I would say COVID has given people a lot of time to dig deep into a lot of these complex issues. They may not have had the time or interest in, in the past and seeking some level of uh, answers, clarity, some might say truth, um, and 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 uh, can lead to a number of these issues such as wikileaks julian assange um and and its complexity to slowly unravel it and see where the heart of a number of these topics lie uh so a big takeaway is communication is key and optimism positivity uh is extremely powerful if you can group them together and ground your message in that ground your message in that how have things gone better you know Perception is everything more than communication. Perception is everything um, at the same time. So if you, uh, you know, glass half full, glass half empty, if you can focus on it being half full, um, you compound that over years and you'll see the difference um, than if you took the other out. So grounding in optimism, here's what we've achieved, here's what we have to do, action points at the end, here's what everyone here today can do. Talk to people around you, not just people that agree with you. Talk to your, politi- to your MPs. Call them up. Marginal seats. Practicality. Positivity. It's doable. Let's do it. Uh, it's very easy. Negativity can seep into a crowd, into a group of people uh, and have its way. Very similar to a, to a virus uh, in my observations. Personal experience and observations. So um, I will drill this in one more time. Optimism. Positivity. or Optimism. Uh, in your message when you communicate. Second example from last week about why communication is key. Thinkers is a side project, a startup um, that I'm working on with a number of people related to news media and context in media. Um, Helping people to find uh, clarity and answers in media by considering the context. Who is telling me this? What's being left out? Uh, was this a sample message um, or quote from a much lar- larger quote where I'm uh, being cherry? Where it's being cherry-picked and I'm being fed a certain slant? Uh, what is the slant of this organization? You know. Uh, now these are all cues um, that we're in building. Uh, also, what did it, the opposing side to what I'm thinking about report on this today? Give me the context and then I'll make my mind up. I won't just take what's been presented to me. Very important life skill leads back to critical thinking. And all of this is being put together by myself and four others uh, in a team. We welcomed a CIO, I suppose is the term. We haven't really locked down terms for or titles just yet. And I don't think we even need them. It's more of internal clarity, but um, very experienced developer on board uh, as of last week. And uh, so the five of us are looking to create a Chrome extension, which is nearly live. We've got some interest already on a very early stage beta, I would say, and added some more features. And this would be a drop down click uh, when you read a news article, and this context should then be provided. We are also building a social media app, social news app with context built in and chat functionality, which I will probably talk more about because it's taking up a lot of my day. Uh, uh, and uh, and that will be a lot clearer in terms of the roadmap which we are mapping out currently so communication in this instance uh, communication is key because it is the most important and first part of every process is what I learned this week um, we are a tight team we're all on the same page in many ways there are still gaps and um, there are ways that certain members in the team feel that um, you know communication can be clearer. Communication can be there in every step of the way. Every meeting, for example, that's taking place. Not everyone has to attend, but transparency is still very important. This is the meeting taking place. Come in and join if you're interested. Um, and I realized how important that was. I think I, you know, I from a practical sense, I thought, you know, there's five people, maybe we break off in groups of two or three. Uh, And we discuss things that we want to sort out in our own way um, and just take them, run with them, get them done, then bring them back. And I figured that was, for me, the go out there, make it happen. Also, personal motto, which I should probably make um, an episode later, is my personal motto is dream big, get shit done. So... And I'm toying between saying make it happen at the end or putting them together. I don't really know, but that kind of sums up the mentality, I suppose, for now. Um, and I try and take that with whatever I'm doing. Uh, and, and it seems to drive uh, more output. And, 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 um, and obviously, that's always being evaluated and honed to optimize and be better in, in, in what I'm doing. So, it's, again, for me, it's grounded in optimism uh, or optimism and dream big, get shit done, make it happen. So that's generally the attitude I took to this startup. Um, I've worked on a couple other projects in the past um, and communication is key and I've played a, I would say, somewhat of a lead organizational role, uh, role, um, a motivational role um, and a very resourceful role of getting Shit done wherever it needs to be done, stepping in wherever needed and required. Um, and so, with that in mind, uh, in terms of keep making sure everyone's on board, there was a bit of improvement um, personally that I that I that I needed to uh, take on board. Didn't even consider until it was mentioned. Not just for me, um, but others. Uh, and it was. I was very grateful that it was addressed while it's a little bit uncomfortable initially i was very grateful it was addressed because it just makes everybody so much stronger afterwards you're all on the same page and these are tips that you know um, always come when you don't expect them or perhaps you don't even look for them and you learn them through doing um and uh and so yeah there was a bit more clarity i suppose in the importance of communicating what's going on in a business let's say from a from an exec perspective or a lead organization, whatever you want to call it, perspective. Um, Transparency is key. And that is actually what we are building into thinkers, is trust and transparency off the bat with all community members, everybody using it. That's where we feel Big Tech has missed the boat because they didn't build their behemoth monopolies. Uh, While it's very valuable and and plenty, plenty of pros, there are certainly cracks and everyone, a lot of people are aware of what those cracks are and I think are looking for a solution um, to move away. Perhaps keep both, but move away. And this is one way for us, it's trust building transparency. You can try and patch it up, but it's a bit late, I think for these, for these tech giants. So um, initially that's a big piece for us to get right. And it's an ongoing working process for any human, no matter who you are. And I think the more vigilant you can be with that, the better. So for me, communication is key, uh, transparency, uh, in a business sense, with all of your employees, colleagues, stakeholders, and the and, and whilst it, it it was drilled in uh, and, and it made sense to me over a hour a couple of hours long call, which is a very productive call um, you know I also heard it on a podcast and i 'm trying to remember the name of the bloke on pomp 's podcast um, Ryan Dennehy, how to be a startup CEO bang there you go and he said. Um, they had a test where they, in an interview, they said, what's the first thing you would do if this big problem came up and you were a exec um, in your company and you had to play that role of informing people? He, and, and the answer was, the wrong answer was, I'll fix it, then I'll tell everyone that it's been solved. And that was not the right answer. The right answer, the, and, and the recommended answer was, um, tell everybody, then solve it. And I've also been a bit of both. I would, depending on the scenario, probably jump between one or the other um, but I think what I took from that was look, you can't go wrong if you just say it even if it feels like it's unnecessary because you're like, well like, let me solve this thing why well, do I need to tell everyone I can solve it and then tell them, they don't like. what's the difference it's my job to, to fix things um, but I think it's easy to, to forget that and I'll try and take that on board going forward um, now I wanted to do a 10 minute podcast today now it seems to be going over time so I might try and wrap this up uh, and try and keep it to 15 nope, that's not going to happen 13 and a half in and I will have a sip of coffee because it's my third and final one for the day which is what I normally do three a day two before lunch one as I wake up one just before lunch and then one in the afternoon but not too late it is 5pm here in Sydney so I'm leaving it a bit late on this Sunday afternoon evening but um, it is definitely keeping me going so final point from last week as to why communication is key I got an intern recently in my, uh, well, in the team that I'm working in, and I have taken the lead on managing this intern. Uh, and uh, she's very bright. She's she's young, um, you know, f- pretty fresh out of school. Very bright, um, very switched on, and. Uh, you know, I'm responsible for giving her the briefing on on her role, which is related to philanthropy and engaging with the major donors of Amnesty. And for her, it's more of the informational piece of uh, helping myself and the team um, in engaging. So, uh, and perhaps deciding who to engage. So, um, the focus there was that I had to uh, inform her write up the training docs, which I wrote up quite quickly. There was a number of them there from the past and I realized reading through them how convoluted, unnecessarily complex the terms were. It's like, you know, we can use all this technical jargon and complex terms, but does that help in any way to train the person stepping into this role, particularly if they're junior. Not that they can't pick it up, just, you know, maybe it's your first role as an intern as if you need to complicate it even more when you're just starting, starting off in your career, let's say. Um... And I made sure that all the wording was rewritten. I wrote it off the top of my head in a bit of a flow state, as they would say. I wrote what came natural. I wrote in the words that I believe would be the most simple, easy to understand, easy, easily digestible, and easy to action. So there was no uh, confusion even about terminology. I picked the words very carefully, uh, but again, in a way that I would understand very, very clearly if I was an intern uh, back at that age or at that position in my career and life. And that's not a foolproof process whatsoever, but I realized the importance of not overcomplicating, not using too much jargon, what will make this person understand what I'm trying to say so they have less questions. As much as I love questions, if you don't need to make it convoluted and ambiguous, why? Save yourself answering a question. Uh, She's been great. It's been a couple of days that she's been working with us and I've been very impressed. And I also learned... So the importance of simplifying, concise, clear language, obviously, which is one that's an ongoing work in progress, I think, for myself and many people and and, and the majority of people. And uh, also the active listening. So, you know, even in a trainer role or like a senior guidance role, don't need to talk all the time. I do like talking, but I, I... uh, and that's a big part of my role and, and, uh, and personality I would say too but I'm also becoming more of an active listener and I think that's super important and I've been doing that more um, as of recent, actively focusing on that sit, you know, sit back, let the person speak and um, don't try and jump in at every point only jump in if you really need to clarify, if you really need to be clear you don't need to fill space, you don't need to unnecessarily talk and so sitting back and being as active as possible in listening uh, allows the other people to say a lot more than they normally would I've noticed than when I would just sort of dominate the conversation or talk 60% of the time I try and keep it less and I don't know what the stats are I know some people say talk 20% but I don't think I've done that in a while so I may have to keep working towards that goal and um, I would tie that in again communication is key be a realist optimist Um, Stay positive Okay Number two In all your communication Number two um, Transparency Communicate first Then solve the problems Thirdly Concise Simple Easy to understand information Active listen more You can always do more Trust me I'm heading there Let's see how we go I'll keep practicing Okay That's more than 15 minutes By far It was Pretty 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 enjoyable experience to do this and um i look forward to the next one let's see if i do this as a weekly reflection or daily 10 minutes if i can keep it to 10 minutes let's see how we go um but uh i hope whoever is listening has got something out of this even something small um this helps me to put my thoughts down and hopefully add value to people and help them in any way um who knows if it's the right time you needed to hear some of this so um All the best. Have a great night if you're here in Sydney and good morning if you're overseas and I will talk to you soon.